you are entering another episode of the D Win Legacy Podcast, where the focus is on the strength and leadership of the man and the important element of the essence and the nurturing power of the woman. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the D-Win Legacy Podcast. And here we are on this Friday, July 27th, 2018. Now, Fridays, I dedicate to the family. That's why I call it Foundation Friday. And today's particular episode, the focus is on living below our means now we hear about this a lot okay we hear we hear a lot of people mention about how we need to live below our means now does anyone really want to live below their means no because this is how we're programmed this is how we're built here in the United States we want what, what we want when we want it now there are some people who are you know doing the things that are necessary to make sure they have you know certain things in place to make sure they are living below their means. Uh, you know, I do know people who have a savings. They have emergency funds, four hundred one ks. They're invested in stocks. Uh, they have a will in place. They they they're making sure they're on a budget. Now, it's not something that's <laughs> well known for a lot of people to sit there and you know talk about putting them putting themselves on a budget. I mean, even that is like, you know, voodoo to some people. But a lot of us, we don't really take the time to look at the income that we have coming in and look at the expenses that we have. Look how, you know, we're spending money. And a lot of us are blowing a lot of money on a lot of dumb shit. I mean, it's bad enough trying to maintain yourself on a daily and just making sure you have the essentials of food, clothing, and shelter. It's a struggle just within that. But when you start doing all these, all these extra things, like a lot of us are, you know, still going out to the clubs and partying and, you know, everybody want to live like, you know, all these celebrities, because that's, what, that's what's being programmed in your head. You think, just because, you know, the, the shit that you see online and the shit that you see on TV, you think you can go out and do the same thing. And you're living in a fantasy world, people. 
instead of dealing with reality and look at your income that you have coming in and sit down and actually write out a budget. A lot of us, I mean, we, we really take this simple action for granted. And this is something that you should be doing, like, according to how you get paid. If you get paid every week or every two weeks, and like one of the jobs I used to have, I used to get paid monthly. I want you to think about that for a second. Think about the current job that you're in, if you're working. Imagine getting paid monthly. Now, I will say, when I was working that job, when I was younger, I was just working in a, you know, a fucking mailroom for a major corporation. It was a fucking mailroom job for DuPont, and they paid their employees monthly. <laughs> and me being young and being stupid, I wasn't about no budget. I was about partying, smoking weed, and fucking women. That's what type of time I was on, and, and getting a new car. That was my goal. A budget? Psh, fuck out of here. I don't remember no goddamn budget. But that was a time where I really needed to be on a budget. Because I got paid monthly. I don't even know how I managed to do that. <laughs> well, I know how. Let me, let me back up. See, those, were, those, were, those were during the times when I was uh, uh, house hopping anyway. What the fuck am I talking about? Things are, things are easier when you're living off of somebody else's back. So let me let me let me backtrack my words here. But I was still helping out uh, in some cases, in places where I was living. I, I didn't have to pay the full rent and stuff of that nature, but I was still contributing. But thinking about a budget, oh hell no. Now over the years, and and you know being in the position that I'm in now working for uh, the DOJ and I've been there for over 17 years and I can actually say now I'm not bragging about this shit people okay and I'm, I'm trying to figure out you know I'm, I'm gonna do a little you know background on myself as far as uh, you know how I went through the workforce uh, from the time that I left high school you know, I never went to fucking college and never got no college degree, none of that shit. Didn't have any training or nothing like that. I was just fortunate because I was a co-op in high school and I pretty much worked my way through the workforce through, through co-oping. But I got to this point in my life and I was fortunate to, you know, get a job with the Department of Justice. I'm not, I'm not going to get into too much detail where I work and all that good stuff because of uh, conflict of interest. I can't get into details and nothing like that. There's no top top secret shit or nothing like that. But you know, they have their policies about you know how you can you know discuss and talk about who I work for out in the public sector. But anyway, it's interesting because you know all the things that I've learned in all the years of working uh, for. 
uh, my current employee, uh, employer, sorry. Um, one of the things that we that we that we do is called means testing. Okay, it's called MTR. It's means testing review, and this is the process that we we look at when people file a petition to file for bankruptcy. I don't want to get too much into detail. When they file a petition for Chapter Seven uh, bankruptcy, they ha- they have to submit all of their income, their assets, income, and expenses. And this is pretty much how you are, you know, determined if you are dismissed or discharged. And of course, there's a lot of crazy shit going on because you got money being transitioned around and, you know, valuable items from cars to diamonds and furs. I mean, you name it. And we deal with it from a corporate level all the way down to the individual level. Now we'll talk about the corporate level another day. Today I want to focus on the individual level. And just looking at what people submit in their petitions. There's all these different documents that are tax returns and schedules and their, their paychecks, pay stubs. And this is, this is what we do. We, we review people's lifestyles. And with them going through bankruptcy, we determine if any you know, miscalculations or fraud or wrongdoings have been going on. And we pretty much got to, you know, dig deep into these people's lives. But the one thing that is common that I notice in doing this type of work, of course, if people were on a budget, I guess you couldn't say that, you know, 100%, but they wouldn't be in bankruptcy if they was on a budget, right? But the pattern that I've seen is that it's obvious that, you know, people don't really put themselves on a budget. This is how they got in this position in the first place. And there's some other bullshit that goes on, but we'll talk about that in another podcast, another topic. And but of course, you have people who try to, uh, you know, what we call fudge the numbers. But we're talking about everyday common people. In most of these cases that I'm talking about, that I'm that I'm describing to you, they're normal, everyday people. And once in a while, you may run into a celebrity. <laughs> and me working here in Delaware, okay, this is where everyone files for bankruptcy. So time and time again, you'll run into someone. You may not see them in the flesh, but you'll hear about them coming into town to take care of their financial situations. But I did have the opportunity to meet 
DJ Jazzy Jeff because one of his companies that he had, he filed for bankruptcy. And he had to come to Delaware to be at what we call the creditors meeting. And this is where you come, you come in and you explain yourself and they ask you questions about your situation. And all, and, and, you know, and some of your creditors, creditors will show up because they're trying to get some of their money. But it was funny because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the one who handles the recordings. We do recordings of these meetings. So I'm setting up the recordings and, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff is outside of the room where we do the recordings. And he had his partner with him. I didn't remember. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but um, you know, he was really nervous about having to do this meeting because your, you know, your financial uh, status is involved here. But it wasn't no big deal. I'm not, you know, this is nothing. I'm bragging about nothing. But I came out in the hallway and you know introduced myself, and you get to see how nervous he was. And man, I ain't never. You know, did anything like this before, man? How, how, how are these meetings and everything? I said, I said, man, don't even worry about it. I said, the meeting lasts as long as, according to how you answer your questions. Go in there, answer your questions, be truthful, and you'll be out of there before you know it. And, and, you know, I said, some meetings take five minutes. But if you're in there bullshitting around and trying to get over, some meet, some means the last, you know, 25, 20, you know, 20, 25 minutes. I said, just get in there, do what you need to do, and get the hell up out of there. He said, okay, man. No, thanks, man. No problem, man. I really appreciate that. You know what I mean? And I've done that for a number of people, not just him. Because I see how nervous a lot of people are, you know, going into bankruptcy is... uh. <laughs> a major move in a lot of people's lives it's funny because a lot of people used to think bankruptcy was such a bad thing but considering the days and times that we're living in right now it ain't so bad believe me and all that talk they talk about oh you know you're gonna be you're gonna be down for like seven years you ain't gonna be to you know buy no house or buy no car nothing like that that's a bunch of bullshit people because as you all know, okay, okay, there's people with good credit that can go to the high price car dealerships and get the high price housing. But of course they have the vultures at the bottom that leech off of people who have bad credit and went through bankruptcy. Well they'll give you a loan. You know, they'll give you that house, they'll give you that car. <laughs> but there's gonna be a uh, a huge interest rate <laughs> on top of that purchase. But not to get off topic, but going back to reviewing people filing for bankruptcy is a great example of where I'm going at with this. Because like I said, if people would have put themselves on a budget, the importance of putting yourself on a budget and living below your means 
especially now. <laughs> See, I wanted to go back in time on y'all, but I don't want to make this podcast too long. But like I said, just looking through the generations within my own family and just looking back, and I, and I thought this to myself the other day, I was like, wow, damn, we really have not set up a strong format for ourselves as far as our financial status. And this is something I've been thinking about for a very long time. And I feel this is something that a lot of us need to implement in today's living. It's very important that you set up a budget for yourself so you understand. I'm just stressing this to everyone because what I see day in and day out where I work. And I pretty much have witnessed over the 17 years I've been working for my my employer, the implosion of the United States. And it pretty much started back, I can remember when I was, well, when I started to become aware of it in 2008, when the housing crisis started. And I was in a house and I was with my first wife and we were looking to move and my uh, my, my first uh, task was to get our house sold that was my first priority of business to get our house sold and my wife was she was more worried about you know us getting another house but even though I wasn't strong about our budgeting knew it wasn't a good idea for us to jump from one house to another and there were some other things going on personal things going on that I knew it wasn't a good idea I'll get into that in another podcast but I knew it was critical it was a critical time for both of us and I knew how important it was for us to get rid of that house And, you know, some other things happened and me and her got into it and, you know, we were separated and we got divorced and we were fighting over our, our son. Then she passed away and the rest is history. But through that whole period of time, you know, with me working and and watching how they took all the manufacturing jobs and they moved them overseas and and you know you've heard about this I mean how they are pretty much gutting out and, and the jobs almost finished gutting out the middle class so it's even going much further than you making sure that you're on a budget you being on a budget and living below your means is just the beginning. Because not only will you have to make sure that you're on a budget and that your spending habits are on point, you're going to also have to make sure that you get yourself out of this mindset of working for someone else the rest of your life. Some people can't grasp the fact of them saying, you know, 
I gotta let go of my job. I mean, hell, your job may let go of you first. Do you wanna sit around and wait for that? So living below your means and putting yourself on a budget is the first step. Then you get to a point, if you either buy yourself or with something that you love, you have a family or you're married or whatever your situation is, you, you, you have a level of comfortability, but you can't get comfortable. The next step is to find a way to bring in an income for yourself. Now, your first goal is to get that first sale, whatever it is that you're doing. Actually have an exchange of currency between you and someone else for some service that you provided for them. But your first <laughs> item of business is to try to get yourself to the income that you are currently making at your job on your own without having a job. That's your first goal. Because if you sit back and look at it, okay, I'm living off of this amount of money now. So what you want to do is you want to double that. If you're bringing in $3,000 a month, you want to be bringing in $6,000 a month. Because if they snatch that job from under your ass, you'll still have a way to take care of yourself and your family. So it's just important people. I'm just I'm just talking to you based off my own experience and what I've seen at the place that I work. And the United States is being gutted from the inside out. They're almost done, people. They're almost done. And I sit around and I laugh that all of all the people that are sitting back on some comfortable shit, thinking everything's cool. <laughs> Just because they're working. And people take it the wrong way. Like I'm coming down with somebody for working. No people. I'm just, I'm just saying be smarter about it. We're always going to be in a type of. Situation where you live in a country. Wherever you're at. They're going to be a working class of people. Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. And uh, be a rich mogul. And and live on our own. There's always going to be a working class. But the question you got to ask yourself is what type of working class will they be leading up to in, this, in the near future? I want to talk more about this in another podcast of what direction they're going in. Because a lot of the jobs that you are comfortable with right now, <laughs> have you heard of automation? Yeah, they're coming for a lot of the jobs that are left over right now. No one is safe. So all I'm saying to you people is just take some serious thought into making sure that you're being smart with your money, being smart with your income, and put yourself on a strict budget. And I know it's hard. Just cut down on some things. You know, I, I admit this myself. I, I get on my family all the time. Like, you know, we overeat a lot of crap. 
We're overspending with a lot of things. And a lot of us are doing this and we really need to cut back on a lot of stuff, man. You know, a lot, a lot of people like to, you know, just, you know, storage up in their house. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, self-sufficient in case something happens and, you know, you may have to stay in your house for a little while. I'm not talking about that. But I'm seeing in a lot of areas of our lives that we're being so wasteful. Even in the thought of having, you know, a certain amount of storage of food and medical supplies and stuff of that nature, you still have to cycle through that stuff, you know, after a certain period of time. You gotta make sure food is fresh. You gotta make sure all your tools are in place. But I just want you to think about this for, you know, just think about this a little bit, people. Live below your means. Stop trying to, you know, keep up with the Joneses and all this nonsense, especially when it comes to black people, too. You know, we're so focused on looking good first, sounding good first, smelling good first. All about a bunch of bullshit. But you see other races and cultures, man, they they riding around in their raggedy cars and, you know, their clothes may not be up to par and. You know, you'll look at them and be like, hey, hey, look what he got on, all that shit, right? But if you look at their bank accounts, you laughing at them, you go back to their cribs. In some cases, you may see them riding around in that raggedy car when you see them, right? But you go back to their crib and look in the garage, they got some hot shit in there, right? Because they know how to budget their money. They know how to live below their means. Because when you put that discipline within yourself, then you can put yourself in position because you'll feel comfortable, you'll feel confident because you're like, okay, I did all the things necessary to take care of myself and my family. Something happens, we got the, you know, we got the couple of weeks of, uh, of income there waiting in case something goes down. Then you can go out and treat yourself. But even when you're doing that, you gotta be very smart in what you're doing. So that's it, people. I just want you to be be for be just be more mindful, okay? Put yourself on a budget. Start cutting back on some things, especially in these days and times we're living in right now. Because things are going to get really hard for us in the near future I want everyone to think about this take care and be safe think about the well-being of your family first make sure you guys are healthy make sure you're taken care of make sure you can provide for yourselves most importantly food, clothing, and shelter man but also, make sure you're getting yourself ready for the different things that be coming your way in the future. And it's going to be a challenge for a lot of us. And some people may think that yeah, we're being dramatic, but uh, 
the reality of it is some people are not going to make it because they don't know anything else beyond working for someone else and that's going to be the critical moment where you want to put yourself in a position your family in a, in a position where they may starve <laughs> because you don't know how to go out and fend for yourself so just get things started now people don't wait for something bad to happen do for yourself and your family now this is the D-Win Legacy Podcast peace listening to the D-Win Legacy Podcast, available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Okay, it's time to get into some call-ins, and we have Anita, love to hate to hate once again. Um, I called her up to let her know that she is the winner for this month's fifty-dollar dinner for two. Let's listen in, Mr. D. Win Production. Excuse the noise, I'm out and about. Um, but yay me she me her loves free stuff I love to win I love to win I love to win yes honey and I can't really blame you for being busy because I had got busy with studying I had got busy (laughs) I was busy studying for my um, final exam which my last day is today so that should free up a lot of space and time as well but I will email you that information. Um, again, thank you. I love when you do uh, those type of um, things. Um, it's actually fun. Whether you win or not win, although I love to win. Um, but whether you win or not win, it is fun and I do like it. But um, 
I'm running out of time. I will send you the information. And again, thank you. Please. <laughs> no problem, Anita. Um, I got your information. And please don't take no offense to what I'm about to say to you, but you ain't shit. I'm sitting here looking at this damn menu. I forgot you were in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, man. And this is killer for me because I'm a vegetarian. You know what I mean? But looking at this menu for Sammy's Grill, man, it is pure torture. Let's go with the starters first. What is homemade fried cheese? They got blackened or fried alligator. This shit look good as a motherfucker, yo. They got the buffalo shrimp. They got fried pickles. Oh. They got fried eggplant. The soups and salads look, oh my God. My God. I forgot where you was, Anita. Prime rib po' boy. Fried oyster po' boy. Smoked turkey croissants. Cajun burgers. Fried shrimp po' boy. Fried catfish po' boy. Grilled shrimp po' boy. Fried crawfish po' boy. Man, this, this list goes on and on. I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. The food on this menu looks fucking ridiculous, man. I will set you up, Anita. But you don't know how much it hurts looking at this menu. I forgot how good y'all eat down that motherfucker. This is the type of menu you look at, and this should make you come off being a vegetarian, yo. This shit looks so fucking good. You heard my stomach, right? My stomach start growling. That's how good the fucking menu look, man. But I got you, Anita. I got you. You ain't shit. And next up, we have Anita's road dog, Mr. E. And Mr. E and Anita, they do collaborations together. And he's expressing himself about the up-and-coming contest for next month. Let's listen in. Well, good morning, Mr. D. When? Enjoy listening to your show, sir. Keep up the good work. This is Mr. E. Just chiming in. I don't get on a lot, but I'm just chiming in and listening to your show. One of the other anchors, my partner in crime, Miss Anita, saying that you're giving away gifts, you're giving away prizes. So, when is the next contest? I would love to enter it. See if I can win uh, one of those dinners. So, uh, you keep up the good work, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, come and listen to me. Like I said, I don't do much, but just whenever you get a moment, just chime in over there and say, hey, you have a good day, sir. Later. Thank you, Mr. E. Um, I listen to you and uh, Anita a lot on your collaborations. Um, 
really enjoyed the dialogue and how you guys uh, built such a good chemistry together. Um, yes, we will be having another contest next month. I'm not sure what the question will be. I'm working on that. Uh, but you will have another opportunity to win one of those dinners for two for yourself and that special someone in your life. Once again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen in and you are much appreciated. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the D-Win Legacy Podcast, and this podcast was a long one, people. I usually don't try to drag them out this long, but had a lot of things on my mind, had a lot of things to cover, but uh, we'll be back on Monday with another episode, and we really appreciate everyone who has taken the time to listen in. I want to give a huge shout out to Anita. Love to hate to hate for calling in and expressing herself about her winnings for the $50 dinner for two. And Mr. E for showing interest and getting ready for the next contest. And for all of you out there all across the world, once again, you are much appreciated for taking the time to listen in. Much love and be safe. Peace.